Hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of Selling Greenville, your favorite real estate podcast here in Greenville, South Carolina. I'm your host as always, Stan McCune, realtor right here in Greenville, and you can find all of my contact information in the show notes if you need to reach out to me for any of your real estate needs. And please, if you like this show, if you love the show, please subscribe to it. Whatever you're watching or, or listening to it on, we're on YouTube on pretty much all the, the major podcast platforms. Please subscribe to the show. Um, please like, leave a rating, leave a review, whatever you can on whatever platform you're using. I would appreciate all of those different things. Um, today, we're going to have a lighthearted show. Last week was uh, a little bit of a, of a heavier one for me. Um, and we and I do, you know, if you've been a long-time listener, like a two-year listener, you know that... Uh, that I do a lot of different things with this show, and sometimes it's as simple as just sharing crazy stories. And I feel like, because I've had a bevy of them lately, I feel like it's time to share a few of the crazy real estate stories that uh, that I've had the past couple of years. Um, I think that to me, they're they're just interesting and and they're they're fun to tell. And sometimes we just need to hear some of the crazy things that are happening. And so I'm going to to just jump in to, we're just going to, I don't think it's going to be a super long episode, but just five crazy real estate stories that have happened to me lately. And I've named every one of these homes uh, or places that I went to, um, gave them all little uh, little pet names. So uh, so I hope you guys will will enjoy this. And then uh, next week we'll, we'll have a more, uh, Greenville and or real estate centric story. Uh, but to start off, I want to talk about the the doghouse. Okay, the doghouse. So there was a property that I helped an out of town investor purchase. That um, after they purchased it, they had to evict uh, you know some people out of it that were not paying anything. That were basically squatting in the house. Um, they had to go through an eviction. And they asked me, hey, Stan, you know, we don't have anyone that can get over there anytime soon. Can you go over there to just check out to see if everyone has has actually left the house? And so, um, you know, of course, I agreed to do that. Um, these are the types of things that realtors do that we don't get paid for. But that's just that's a, a part of the job. And, it's a, and I enjoy being able to help people out with with these types of things. And so I went over there, and um, this is South Carolina. And in South Carolina, they encourage realtors to carry a gun. And so most of the time, I do. Um, and so I went into the house, um, did not find anything that was immediately like concerning. Seemed like everyone was out. Most of the contents were out. Um, and so I was walking around. There were several different structures on the property. And I come to a an open shed and it was like okay this is this is a shed that i think you know i i, I want to make sure that there is nothing in here that could be problematic for this client but i could just sense something and so i <laughs> i uh i pulled up my my firearm that i was carrying and just slowly open the door to the shed. And I just see eyes flashing at me. And I, I hear 
growling. And there is a massive dog in this shed. And I don't know if it was protecting a litter or what it might have been. Um, but needless to say, it was, I thought that that dog was going to come after me. And this is the only time that I thought I might have to use my firearm. The only time in my career that I've, I felt like, okay, I might need to actually discharge around here. Um, but I backed up slowly, tried to be as, you know, as, uh, unassuming and as, unintimidating as possible to this crazed dog. Um, and I was able to back out of the doghouse uh, shed and was able to get to my truck and get out of there in one piece. Um, thankfully, like I said, that was the only time I've, I felt really, really threatened and I'm, I'm grateful because there are other people that have actually been threatened. Other realtors that have been threatened by real humans um, and whatnot. That's, that's the worst that I've ever experienced. Uh, but the grossest thing that I've ever experienced was the next one, which is, uh, I can't take credit for this name. It's actually the the people that bought this property from me take credit uh, for the name, but it's the Roach Motel. And this is the property that I actually purchased, and I did not know that there was a roach infestation when I purchased the property. Um, I actually had people living inside the property when I bought it. It was a duplex. And, um, and you know, it was, it was in really bad shape. Most, most of the time in Greenville, when people are selling duplexes or triplexes or properties like that, they're either selling for absolute top of the market or there's something really, really wrong with the property. Um, maybe in some cases, a combination of the two of them. Um, in this case, the property was a complete disaster. It was really not uh, inhabitable, but sadly there were people living there. And, um, and so again, I had my property manager assist them with, with getting them out and, and re relocating them. And then I had to, you know, do the standard procedure of changing out the locks and, and doing all that kind of stuff. Well, my locksmith called me up and when he was going over there to change out the locks and he was just like, you have a major roach problem on your hands. Now I had been inside this property and and hadn't seen any roaches, but it was like, okay, um I'll I'll, I'll go check it out, just finish what you're doing and you know, I'll be, be over there sooner than later and I and I'll see what's going on. It was it was absolutely disgusting. I've never seen anything quite like it. When I opened the door, it was literally a waterfall of roaches. Like, I cannot express how many roaches there would be. And I'm not sure if, like, I, I had the door open for at least a minute. And there was a constant flow of roaches falling from the door frame or, or the ceiling or something. I don't know. I don't know how long it would have been that I would have left that door open before the roaches would have stopped falling. And we're not talking about, like, one or two roaches falling down. We're talking about, like, there is, I when I stuck my arm when I opened the door, the door opened inward. I stuck my arm in there. There's roaches, dozens of them <laughs> bouncing off my arm. Um, and just as long as I wanted to, I could have experienced that. Needless to say, I did not want to experience that. I left the door open to, to peek in there to see, you know, what all is going on in there uh, for about a minute. And then I was just like, 
shoot, I have to close this door now. I have to to get through these roaches again in order to close the door. Um, that was absolutely disgusting. I I hope I never experience anything like. I mean, it was literally like the stuff of horror movies. Um, and so, uh, thankfully, I was able to. My pest control guy was able to get in there and address most of the, of the roaches. Um, I sold the property to uh, to some to some clients of mine. Um, Ian, if you're if you're listening, uh, shout out to you. But um, I sold the property. And um, and they knew that there was a roach problem, but thankfully it ended up, you know, once my pest control guy got in there, once you know all the furniture and and carpet and whatnot was out of it, uh, there was really nothing left for the roaches to do but to die. Um, and so uh, so thankfully it was it was able to be remedied, and uh, and it's no longer the roach motel now. It's a beautiful duplex uh, that is serving a great function of providing uh, affordable housing to. Uh, to the Greenville area. Third crazy uh, crazy home that I, I went into was one that was just a recent one for me. And I'm going to call this one the buzzard nest. Um, so this is a house on about an acre of land in a kind of a unique part of like South Greenville. And the the full back of the house was like termite damaged and whatnot. It was just it was basically falling off the house. And so this was a property that I was actually going to be listing. And um, so I wanted to, even though it was like more of a property that we are listing for the land value more than the house value, I still thought, you know, there might be someone that's interested in trying to bring this house back to life. You never know. I've learned over my years dealing with real estate investors, there are people that that believe that they can do just about anything. Um, so I wasn't sure if we might get people interested in in trying to revitalize that house, but I wanted to work my way around in it. And so um, and 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 familiarize myself with the house. And so I, I so I go inside and I'm just walking around and all of a sudden I, I round a corner where to, towards the back of the house is falling off and I come across, two adolescent buzzards and they look like they're about to charge me like they start puffing up their feathers and they're hissing and you know i've never been around buzzards before uh not in that proximity usually they try to get away from you uh, but in this case it appears that the parents had nested in <laughs> in this house and uh that probably when they heard me coming in the parents abandoned uh, the the babies, which were basically full size, but they were still kind of kind of uh, fuzzy. They still had some of their 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 uh, baby uh, feathers on. So even though they were full size buzzards, I could tell that they were adolescent. They probably hadn't learned how to fly yet, or weren't very good at it. Um, and those things were nasty. Like I I wasn't scared. But I also didn't know what they were going to do. Like, are they going to charge me? Are they going to try to peck out my eyes? Um, I, I don't know. Buzzards are n- not normally inside of a house. <laughs> um, and so um, uh, it wasn't quite as, uh, as frightening as, you know, being in a shed alone with a dog. 
But needless to say, I did not mess around with those buzzards. I got out of the buzzard nest and um, I let them be. I let them have their their house uh, back. Um, the third crazy, uh, sorry, the fourth crazy uh, story that I that I want to share with you guys is the termite trailer. And it wasn't really a trailer; it was more like a house. Um, but this was crazy. I I had to call it a trailer. Just you know. These, these all have kind of catchy names, and I couldn't really think of anything better. So the termite trailer it is. Really, it was it was just an old house. Um, but it was so eaten by termites. So, so I walk in with some clients, and I had read going in that uh, that there were some rooms that were unsafe. And it was like, well, I've been, I've been in a lot of unsafe houses before, as you can tell from my stories. Um, and so it's just like, okay, it can't be that bad. So we walk in, everything's looking pretty standard for, for an old house. We get to the back of it, and this house was on a tall crawl space. Um, so it, it didn't have a basement, but it had, you know, like a like a five-foot crawl space. Five foot high. The entire back of the house was so termite-eaten that the floor had fallen down into the crawl space. You can literally just see from the hallway you could just see straight down into the crawl space um it was it was absolutely insane uh, my client actually wanted to go into the crawl space so we did um and you know i was able to, even though i'm no termite inspector i was able to see termite damage just pretty much anywhere that i looked um, and I've seen plenty of, of dilapidated houses and whatnot, but that one was just crazy from the standpoint of just walking in and just being able to see straight down into the crawl space, uh, the way that we did. And that that was the direct result of termite damage. That was pretty insane. Um, last but not least, I told you guys, this would be a shorter episode. You're, you guys are overdue for a shorter episode, um, given, uh, some of the longer ones that we've had lately. The final uh, one I have on here is the Walking Dead Church. This is this is another one with Ian. Um, Ian, we've had a few uh, interesting experiences. If you're listening, uh, the Walking Dead Church. So, um, so I, there's this church that was listed a few years ago for really cheap. That was like, you know, hey, I wonder if there's this opportunity here, like not for the church itself, like to try to sell to revitalize this building and sell it to a ch- another church. But, like, could we, like, retrofit this church into something else? Apartments or a halfway house or, or something like that. And um, and so it was like, let's let's go check it out. Um, so we go to the church. And, you know, from the outside, it, it was rough, obviously. But we were not fully prepared for the inside. The inside literally looked like a set from The Walking Dead. Um, you, there was... Everything was set up as if you were, as if they were ready to have a church service right away. The the pulpit up front had like glasses, uh, like not like glasses that you drink out of, but like glasses that you wear, like sitting on the pulpit. The Bible was open to a specific scripture. Like everything was set up as if like people just got up and left, like in the middle of a service. And then here's the other crazy thing is that the Walls of the church were were splitting apart. Like literally, they were falling 
in either direction. So the church was just completely collapsing, not in on itself, but outward. And these people had taken uh, these metal lines and had connected them to either wall of the church, to, to both walls of the church, to hold up the walls. So in multiple places in the auditorium, there were these long poles basically going across that were bolted into the walls, holding up the walls of the church from collapsing. It was it was insane. We walked around. There were classrooms and whatnot. We tried to walk through some of these classrooms. It was it, that it was dangerous. I was scared of snakes in there. We saw uh, brown recluses and and black widows everywhere in there. Um, that it, it was just it was absolutely crazy. It literally, I'm I'm telling you, it felt like walking through a set of of The Walking Dead. It was it was terrifying. Um, my client did not purchase that property. In case you're wondering, um, I I couldn't. We just couldn't come up with any angle where it would make sense. Like it just needed to be demoed, and the the land value wasn't to me a very good deal. Um, if you're just looking at it from a land standpoint. But someone did end up buying it. Um, I should probably look back and see what, you know, what, if anything, they ended up doing with it. Um, but I would like to hope that the Walking Dead Church um, now looks presentable and looks like something and, and isn't just this this crazy uh, property with walls that are about to, to collapse outwardly at any given time. Um, so those are some of my crazy ones. I know that a lot of you, my listeners, have crazy stories as well, particularly if you're real estate investors. So I would really, really love to hear some of your stories as well. Um, it would actually be fun at some point to kind of compile some some stories from some of the listeners. So if you have anything like that, please let me know. Um, shoot me an email or shoot me a text. Um, all of that, my contact information is in the show notes. Look at that transition. I really did that nicely. Um, it's, it's almost like I've been doing this podcast for two and a half years. Um, thank you guys for listening. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe to it. If you're on Spotify, if you're on iTunes, audio boom, Stitcher radio, uh, Google play, all those platforms, please go ahead and subscribe to the show. If you're listening on Apple podcasts or Spotify, please leave a rating and a review or, or any other app that has that option. Um, If you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe to my channel. If you want to know where my channel is, don't search Selling Greenville because you you might find it, but you you might also find a channel that's called Selling Greenville that I didn't create. Search for my name, Stan, S-T-A-N, McCune, M-C-C-U-N-E. You will find me that way, and I have a playlist for Selling Greenville podcast that I've been doing now for several months. Uh, Please subscribe to my channel. Um, I've got some interesting plans for that channel. And it's not just going to be this podcast. I I have some other ideas that I'm kicking around in my head. So I do think it'll be worthwhile for you guys to subscribe to that to see what I come up with in the future. We'll see. Um, But I appreciate you guys listening. Um, I hope you guys are healthy. I hope you guys stay safe. And we will talk again next time.